This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Before we get into today's episode, we want to thank eBlitz for sponsoring today's show. The eBlitz app is your gateway to finding great non-toxic teammates and community-rated players. Simply download the app, sign up in seconds, add your favorite games, region, and more, and the app will do the rest by showing you like-minded gamers you can filter by age, region, and more. No more hoping for random teammates to be good. With the eBlitz app, the power is in your hands to control your gaming experience. Check out the link in the episode description. Now on to today's amazing episode. Hello, fellow gamers. Welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are three lifelong gamer dads, and since today is Thursday... That means we're here to break down This Week in Gaming by looking at news stories that we found interesting over the last week. Please follow the show in your podcast app, rate us five stars, and leave us a written review on Apple Podcasts. You can also connect with the three of us along with other listeners of the show with our free Discord server. Just use the link in the episode description. And if you love the show and want more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll help keep our show running, and you will also unlock additional bonus Squadcast episodes. Just visit MultiplayerSquad.com. I am your host, Paul, and as always, I have my two podcasting partners with me. First up, you won't catch him all by himself, alone in the dark. It's Josh. I get scared. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I like I like horror games, but I like to get into the like the spooky part. So if it scares me, I'm okay with that. Yeah, you and your daughters are always kind of into those creepy games. So yeah, yeah thought I'd introduce you that way. And with us, the man who loves mods. Well, there's been one in the works for eight years that's finally going to be in beta testing next month. I'm sure he's looking forward to it. It's Michael. I, I do love mods a little too much to the point where I wonder sometimes with some games, especially Bethesda games, when I see 400 hours of playtime, I'm like, how much of that was me <laughs> testing my mods and how much of that was mm. me actual playing it? But, uh, you know, you, you customize your experience, right? <laughs> Should we just start branding you as Michael the Mod Man? Mod Man. Well, that sounds like I'm making mods and I have no talent with that at all. I just, I like to digest <laughs> and uh, assimilate your mods. You modders. mean game mods? I thought you meant like Discord moderators. Like Michael oh. just loves like every moderator <laughs> out there. Loves the hall monitors. Yeah. The unsung heroes. Yeah. Or the unsung hero that stops me from saying the word Shatner in our um, <laughs> Discord because it won't let me spell Shatner and it's a bot mod. A mod yeah. mod. Bad sensor bot. It's not a perfect bot, but we, we have been able to manually add a couple things in there like hmm. William Shatner. Poor William Shatner. <laughs> All right. So, guys, we have scoured news articles here over the last week. Uh, to be frankly honest, I don't think there was a ton of crazy exciting news, but probably the main thing this week was that we got a THQ Nordic showcase, 
and we got to see a lot of announcements. We got to see a lot of trailers for upcoming games. Um, full disclosure, I've never been like a huge THQ Nordic fan, but we did get our hands on a lot of material. I know that you guys are looking forward to talking about it. And I think, first of all, we all said we wanted to talk about the Alone in the Dark announcement trailer. So you guys want to spend a couple minutes talking about what we saw there? I, yes. I mean, you mentioned the horror stuff at the beginning, and Alone in the Dark looks great to me. It's got that very creepy-ish, uh, psychological-type horror to it. It's very reminiscent of like Resident Evil to me. Do you guys get like Resident Evil vibes from Alone in the Dark? A little bit. I mean, not it's not lot, like it's not as yeah. much of like the shooter and like the looter and stuff. I mean, not that Resident Evil's a looter, but you know what I mean. Like you're finding the the health herbs and stuff like that, you know. But it's like I do get that vibe a little bit. It definitely looks like it has some light puzzle elements, like Resident Evil. Some of the monsters where there's like not a head, but there's worm-like appendages sticking out of the neck of these monsters. That stuff definitely looks like Resident Evil. This one looks like it'll be a little bit lighter on the action. I know that Alone in the Dark is a series going all the way back to 92. I've never played any of them. Have you guys? I feel like I did, but I also feel like I've forgotten anything I've <laughs> known about those games. So I, like, it's weird because the name, I was like, oh, yeah, Alone in the Dark. Yeah. What was that game again? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just watched the trailer and I was like, I don't think I've played any of these games, but I, I definitely caught on the, the the creepy vibe a whole lot. It's got a very interesting art style, which I liked. Um, I do get the Resident Evil vibe, though, because some of the monsters that you're seeing them shoot look like they have like face huggers from aliens sticking out of their shoulders, kind of yeah. like these weird things going on. Um, but what I did get from the trailer especially is... When you're walking around, you're truly like doing that horror slow walk, and it's like there's not a lot of running going on. It's it's almost creepy, just even the way that your character in that third person view is walking around. And I I don't know. It's it's got a vibe that I I'm definitely enticed by, but I'm also mildly terrified by. <laughs> now I did do a little bit of research on Alone in the Dark, and I didn't know this, but they are credited with creating the horror gaming genre. They actually really? have a Guinness Book World Record for being the first ever survival horror game in 3D, which is pretty neat. But yeah, this trailer's got uh, dolls hanging from the rafters, a girl putting a noose around her neck. I thought that was maybe even a little overkill. Like, you're really trying to go for creepy vibes with that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. We've got flashing lights, extremist religious leaders undead monsters, skeletons running at you. Kind of throws the whole kitchen sink as far as the horror aspect goes. Yeah, I like it. I like the visual presentation. I like the monsters. Uh, you, you touched on it earlier where it's like, it's it's humanoid-ish, but like where its head would be are these giant maggots. But then yeah. it's like head is like broken <laughs> over and <laughs> hanging from its side. And then it's Pretty like, gnarly. the only thing my brain could think is like, do I shoot it in the head or do I shoot it in the maggots? Like, <laughs> Right. Like, where where am I supposed to shoot this thing at? Like where the neck used to be, right? shoot it there. You're like, I don't know. It's a monster. If it's undead type too, I don't even know. Like, do, can I shoot it? Can I stop it? Um, yeah, I saw too that in in some of the gameplay trailers. I I looked into this game a little bit more than just like the uh, the announcements on the showcase, but like. 
I liked how simple the HUD was, and I really hope it stays that way. That like in in parts where you're doing a shooting, there's not even a ret- reticle, rectical, Re- reticle, <laughs> reticle. De- definitely right, not, not a rectical. <laughs> there's no there's no rectacles in this game, ladies and gentlemen, and there's also no rectacles in in this podcast. None none whatsoever. No, but there's no reticle, and it's like it's it's just really interesting to see it. Like I think it's really trying to capture that that spooky horror ask and not take you out of it and put you into an action game when there is action, you know, pieces going on, which I like. Yeah. I, I did see that there's also a little bit of PS five footage that I saw separately. And I got some bad news for you, Michael, cause I did see a reticle when they had a shotgun out where you got a big, nice circle right in the middle of your screen. Yeah. But you know, uh, this is not really my style game. I know this is much more up Josh's alley. I don't know that this is one I would go out of my way to watch or to pick up. But it definitely looks creepy. I I, I will give it that. <laughs> it would be your type of game if it was a sneak around game instead of a walk around game. Maybe a little. Th- I mean, there are games like this. I love Resident Evil Four. I loved Resident Evil Village. I loved Eternal Darkness back on GameCube. But I feel like those are the exception to the rule. Normally, this is not totally my cup of tea. There's nothing that the video shows that is groundbreaking by any means. Like, I do feel like, okay, this looks neat, but all of this has been done before. Like, where is this game going to stand out? And I don't know that it will, to be honest with you, especially with games like Callisto Protocol and the Dead Space remake coming up and stuff. Is it's like, is this just going to fall short? It probably will even though i think that they've they've got some good aspects of it i just don't know they haven't shown enough yet but if this is all there is then this just seems like kind of every other horror game that's been made in the last five years yeah they're really gonna have to knock it out of the park with the story because even the unique art design and stuff like that we've seen things a lot like it before with the semi-cartoony-esque as far as the shadows and shading and colors and stuff like that uh the no rectical or reticle there's neither one in this game (laughs) neither exist um but you're right though like it's it's just a horror game that we've seen a million times but i think if they can really nail the story on this that it could be something really special but we don't get any of that from a two-minute long trailer. There's no way we could. Right. Yeah. Well, if anyone had on their bingo sheet, shoot them in the maggots, uh, you can go ahead and mark that <laughs> off because right? we, we, we did use that phrase that I know some of you were waiting for. All right. Moving on from <laughs> Alone in the Dark. Uh, recreate. Goodness. Okay. Recreation, which is a normal word, but when you see it start with a W, it always gives me pause. We did see some footage for Recreation, which is a very funny trailer. We get some voiceover work, almost like it's a news story on the evening news where they're talking about how racetracks are appearing out of nowhere. There are structures (laughs) falling from the sky and who's doing this. And it turns out that it is a racing game that has aerial tracks up in the air. You get to do all kinds of custom builds as far as loop-de-loops. Uh, sabotages where we see spiky things swirling on the track. You get to race against other people. Definitely in that vein of arcade racing, much closer to something like Mario Kart than something like Forza. But what did you guys think about Recreation? I think this is probably the most fun-looking game out of the whole bunch of games that they announced, to be honest with you. I agree. 
Yeah, it's, it, it is very neat. Now, here's the thing with racing games. I don't know if you guys are like me, but every now and then I get the itch to actually play a racing game. Now, I am an arcade racer fan. I do not like the simulation racers. So get out of here with your Forzas and your uh, whatevers, right? Like, I don't like that. <laughs> ultra. If I want to go driving, I'll hop in my car and go drive. I want an arcade racer where things are blurring. I can hit Nitro Boost and go like 300 miles an hour, like that kind of stuff. And... This game to me looks very good. It looks very fun. I like the aspect that the track can actually change because they were saying that some of the additions to the track can actually happen during the race, which I thought was really cool. Like somebody can actually be modding the track as the race is happening, which I that sounds neat to me. Plus chaos, right? Always fun. (laughs) Um, And, you know, it's called recreation. It's expected that your car is going to smash into things and other cars and stuff like that. So... You know, I get excited when I see this. The the only like negative for me is every time I think it's a great idea to play a racing game and I play one, 30 minutes into it, I go, this is just going to be the same thing over and over again. Yeah, I think what stands out about this one is exactly what you hit on. I, I get vibes of like excite bike from the nes meets like the final act of the movie free guy where you get to design your own tracks but then also up oh, somewhere around there's a program where just throwing barrels at you and making new ramps and all kinds of stuff while you're racing which i think is a cool aspect um i gotta be honest racing games frustrate the heck out of me i i hate getting checkpoints i do not play a lot of racing games every once in a while i do get an itch and i want to like spend like 300 bucks on some cool pedal system and a wheel and all that stuff then i talk myself out of it really quickly Because again, like you said, Josh, ends up being a lot more the same old, same old. That being said, this does look like it could be like a truly like arcade-esque racer where there could be just a couple extra fun things about it. Like you said, it just looks fun. And I think it would be a thrill to be racing with you guys. And then maybe I've got up some points because my speed or something like that. And then I just throw a ramp out right in front of Paul just to mess (laughs) him up and throw him off the track or something like that. Who knows? Could be interesting. Graphics are cool, though. I'd like to play it, but we'll see how long for. I feel like if it had a demo, that would probably be enough Mm. for me where I'd play it for a night or two and be like, I'm going to pass. But I think it is worth keeping an eye on. It does look fun. And whenever there's a new multiplayer game that we can all play together, that always appeals to us. Yeah, absolutely. This one almost reminded me a little bit more of F-Zero back in the day, if you ever played those games where the tracks, you would sometimes be racing upside down and it was very fast and not just like a plain old flat racing surface. So this one looked pretty interesting. And then I think we have time to talk about one other thing. I was kind of shocked that both of you wanted to talk about this, but both of you wanted to talk about the fact that THQ is doing a remake of the 2001 action RPG Gothic. I Dude, this looks so great. loved Gothic. I don't know if you guys played Gothic, but I remember playing it back in the day, and it was a really, really fun game for me. Well, it's a very old game. It came out in 2004. Yep. I did watch some footage, and it looks horrendous for being as old as it is, so I'm curious to see how the remake goes, but the combat looked like a lot of just blocking until they stop swinging, and then you hit them once. And then you block a lot until they stop swinging, and you hit them once. It, it seemed a little repetitive, but I didn't play it back in the day. It's I don't want to say it's like Witcher combat, but it's Witcher-like combat. And it's that third person, you know, maybe I play Gothic too. 
Uh, maybe I think there was a gothic too, and I think maybe that's the one that I played. But same game, you know. Let's yeah. be honest. Um, but I I love melee combat. Like I really really enjoy it. I like fantasy type settings, and gothic too had a lot of that. I like games that don't um, scale with your level for difficulty. So I remember in Gothic or Gothic two or whatever it was that I played, I'm just going to call it Gothic. Um, like you could be exploring the wilderness and come across like across like a Cyclops that was just out there. And that dude would one shot you. And I love games that do that to where it's just barely off the beaten path. I hate that games scale and level and like hold your hand because that's not what a fantasy setting is. I should come across a dragon randomly while I'm out exploring. Like it shouldn't be here's some rats. Okay, now here's some spiders for you. Okay, well now here's a wolf, <laughs> no. and now let let's let you fight a goblin. You know what I mean? Like that. Just like I I get it, but I don't like that game progress. I want to just randomly run into something that's going to obliterate me. And Gothic Two did that perfectly. I think it should be that way. Like every MMO ever made, it's like I know not to go to that zone because that whole entire zone has level sixty monsters. But I'm gonna fight the spiders and the rats with the stick I got for now because I'm level two. Um, and so you make a great point there. Me personally, I am a sucker for Arthurian esque RPGs. This game is right on my radar. It is my absolute favorite genre and favorite kind of game. And the trailer didn't really show me much gameplay, not a lot. It showed me some cinematic stuff. Don't care. Want to play it. Want to play it right now. Please let me play it right now. <laughs> we'll have to see how much this remake costs. I wonder if they're going to pull like a Skyward Sword. It'll be a full $60 or if it'll be a little cheaper. The engine looked good. The graphics yeah, that they it showed, it does look like they're using like a modern engine. I don't know if it's Unreal Engine 5 or whatever, but they're definitely, the graphics are a huge upgrade and the gameplay oh, was yeah. fun. So if they kind of just mesh those, I think we're in for a great remake. Well, and if it's a full remake, like true on full on remake, then it, it looks like it's it, like it can't be like just better graphics and stuff. It's like the Final Fantasy 7 remake where they redid the whole game from the ground up. It's a totally different game, just same story, which I think is great. Yeah, so moving on to the next story here, we got a little bit of news by way of Hogwarts Legacy. I believe this one, Josh and I had listed two years in a row for our most (laughs) anticipated games. It's been pushed back a couple of times, but we are now looking at a February 10th release date for next year. That will be on all platforms, although we do not yet know about the Switch. That's the one that we don't have a release date. My guess is it's going to be later. So guys, we're still looking about six months away, and Port Key Games says that they, quote, need a little more time to deliver the best possible game experience. The here good good and bad news here on this. I'm very excited for Hogwarts Legacy. The the footage that we have seen of the combat in that game, I think they've nailed what it would be like to be a wizard like in combat with your wand and how quick the moves are and all of the different spells and stuff that you can use. Like, I really am excited about that that they've shown. The bad news is they've not really shown much else in the gameplay. Like, they've shown some scenes of Hogwarts. They've shown some, like, oh, yeah, you go to class. And, like, I think there's even a scene where you're, like, pulling a Mandrake out or something or whatever. And it's like, okay, this is great. But what's the rest of this game going to be? And if we're only six months out, I'm starting to get a little nervous that they're hiding things at this point. 
it's kind of like how even on the PlayStation 5 like trailer for that version of the game, they highlight what the PS5 controller does more than they highlight what the game does. And that's kind of <laughs> one of those things where you're like, okay, so you spent a lot of time on graphics and you spent a lot of time on immersion with your controller. What's the game? Yeah, and I am such a huge Harry Potter fan. I love the movies. I go through them every year. And even for me, I feel like the anticipations had the breaks hit hard because this game's just been delayed again and again and we haven't seen a whole lot at this point and i might have even said this before i'm putting it out of my mind i'm not going to think about hogwarts legacy i'm not going to google it or see where they're at i'm not going to look at any roadmaps if they have it available i'm just going to wait till it releases and see what the buzz is and if the buzz is not good at this point i i don't think i'll even really miss it because i'm not really anticipating it anymore I'd be a little sad. Like if this game isn't good, I'd be a little sad to be honest. I I I want I am excited. I I keep telling myself like don't be excited, but I am because that single player <laughs> Hogwarts experience sounds like it could be great. This game's been in development a long time, and like I said what they have shown us, I think looks really good. I'm just very concerned about what they're not showing us. Yeah. I I am concerned that two of the greatest fantasy series book and movie form with Lord of the Rings and with um, Harry Potter are both going to be bombs with Gollum and this game just not working out and not being fully made. <laughs> you very well could be right. All right. Well, we're halfway through the show here. We're going to take a short break and hear from one of our sponsors. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey squad, ever think about matching up with some randos, but you may be afraid they won't play at your level or they could be toxic bum holes who maybe give you a virtual equivalent to a noogie or a wedgie or a swirly or something. Well, there's good news. There's a solution to this issue. Our sponsor eBlitz is the perfect social LFG app for gamers of all levels. eBlitz helps you meet and match with like-minded non-toxic gamers to play your favorite games with. Simply start swiping to match with other gamers who share similar interests as you. And when you're looking for good matches, you can see what games these people play and a casual bio they've written about other interests they have. Here's another cool part. You can see other gamers' player ratings, so you know what kind of experience other people using the app have had before you make the decision to swipe left or right. And if you have friends you already enjoy gaming with, you can add them by sending them a unique code via the app. Grow your network with a list of gamers to answer the call with eBlitz and get the best gaming experience, one with teammates you can trust. Download eBlitz today for free off the App Store and Google Play Store. Also, continue using it for free as there is no monthly subscription. What are you waiting for? Maximize your gaming now. Links are in the description below. 
All right, welcome back, everybody. Next story that we wanted to talk about here is regarding Half-Life 2. You know, we're talking about these games that are now almost 20 years old. Half-Life 2 has a VR that has been in development for the last eight years by a fan. And I guess that they've had some periods where they've slowed up on it, but they've gotten other volunteers. The VR mod to play Half-Life 2 fully in VR is now going to be rolling out with beta testing next month. What do you guys think about this? Half-Life 2 is one of the best games that was ever made. Like, that's going to come across to some younger listeners as like, what? But I don't, I don't know if you guys remember when Half-Life 2 hit, but it was game of the year, hands down, easy, easy, easy. And there's a reason that people have been clamoring for Half-Life 3. Now, at this point, I don't know if Half-Life 2 holds up. I, I don't know if it does. But you know where it does hold up? In VR, because who cares about the graphics at that point? Yep. It just give me the polygons in 3D environment with the VR headset on. I'm great. I don't I don't mod games, so I'm always wondering like how is it hard to say that I've already got a built 3D environment? Now we just put the POV in there. But it's obviously not that easy because this has taken what you said nine nine years to over make? eight years. Yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> but I'm happy they're doing it because I'm still a sucker for VR and I love re-experiencing games I've already loved in VR. Uh, I did it with Mist, um, which, you know, isn't even like a VR game. So a game like Half-Life 2, sign me up. Oh, absolutely. I love the Half-Life games so much. Josh, you were saying it was like game of the year. I think you could still make the argument that it's the best first person shooter of all time. It, it, it's hard for people to just understand how revolutionary Half-Life 2 was when it came out. I looked just for fun on Metacritic top PC games of all time and Half-Life 2 comes in number two. Does it There's really? only wow. one game that they have rated higher. And you would never believe what it is. It is Disco Elysium, the final no. game. Really? That is wow, the wow. only game that is rated higher. But Half-Life 2 was so revolutionary. Uh, in fact, when I was thinking about Half-Life 2, I do not think I have had an oh crap moment in gaming as much as I did in Half-Life 2. I remember my friend buying it first, and I went to his house and it was the first game that I remember playing that incorporated Havoc physics. Because if you're in, if you're playing like Goldeneye, which was a revolutionary first person shooter, if you shot anything like on the wall, you might get a little bullet hole and then it might disappear after a few seconds. Well, Half-Life was the first time I ever saw you shot the bottom of a wooden structure and the whole thing crumpled like a pile of sticks or like Jenga where you yank out the bottom. And that did not exist in games before Half-Life 2. The gravity gun. You know, you could turn anything in this world into a bullet. It was such a great game. I've been wanting to get back into Half-Life 2. This is going to give me the excuse to play it. I can't wait to experience in VR. The thing with Half-Life 2 also was that it was a good first-person shooter wrapped up in an amazing story and great characters. Yes. It's That's what made it good. So all those people that are listening right now that have never played Half-Life 2 and just look at it and go, man, that game looks old. There, there's a reason <laughs> it why it does. Like, I'm not, <laughs> But there's a reason why it was so revolutionary because it combined so many aspects so perfectly to make a, like, honestly, an almost perfect video game. It really was. So to see this done in VR... Really just made me think, 
Like, I, I want to check that out. And we rave about Half-Life Alex, which was made for VR. But Half-Life Alex is a smaller kind of, you know, it's a niche thing, right? It's not Half-Life 2 where you get all of the incredible things all together. And from what I saw from the VR, I think it it looks like they're doing a pretty good job. The shooting looks like it's fairly on point. There are driving segments in Half-Life 2, and those <laughs> yeah. look like they're fairly on point. I know I'm going to get nauseous, but honestly, I, I don't care at that point. Because if I can be in that world... In VR, I'm in. Like, even if it makes me sick, I like I'll put up with it at that point. Stock up on that Dramamine, Josh. Yeah, yeah, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it looks like it looks like they've you know because they're modders, they've updated some textures. The game looks better than I remember it does. Right to you guys, like they've I think made so. the game look yeah. better. Yeah. So it's not the original experience. When you brought up Goldeneye too, I couldn't imagine playing that game in VR. You wouldn't be able to tell what was what because it was so polygon. <laughs> Shoot that blob. <laughs> right, but um, at least maybe you could hit odd job because you could at least aim down <laughs> easily. Yeah. But no, super excited about this one. I just think my final thought on this is it's. It's going to make an already somewhat creepy game a little bit creepier. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anyone wants to check it out, since the game is pretty old, the full retail price is $9.99, and you can probably even get it cheaper. On Steam, it's 97% positive ratings. So that tells you exactly how much people really love Half-Life. I don't know if we're ever going to get Half-Life 3 because the buzz is just too high. Expectations are 100% impossible to match. Uh, we might get Portal 3. I think that's a little easier to match expectations. Half-Life, this might be the best we get for a while, at least until we get the next official Valve VR Half-Life game. All right, next story of the week. You know, surprisingly, there is some video game news regarding Breaking Bad, the TV show. Oh, best show ever made. <laughs> I don't have it number one like Josh. It is in my top five all time. Josh and I love Breaking Bad. I know Josh loves Better Call Saul. I'm in the middle of it right now. And the creator of both of those shows, Vince Gilligan, went on a podcast this week and revealed that he pitched the idea of making a Breaking Bad video game in the vein of GTA. This is a pretty wild idea, guys. I... <sighs> Here's the thing, right? Like, it is a pretty crazy idea. I love Breaking Bad. Like I said, it is my number one show of all time. I don't know how you make a video game about it without, like, having... A lot of guns? Well, the guns, (laughs) but I'm thinking more of, like, the puzzle aspect of trying to, like, cook the meth. (laughs) Yeah, like you know quick time I mean? events. Like, it's like, okay, <laughs> well, doing? I'm picking up this beaker and I'm pouring that beaker and I'm distilling this thing. And it's like, all of a sudden, I feel like this is like an apothecary simulator or yeah. something like that. But, you know, it's, and the other thing that just makes me chuckle is it's like, it's hard to replicate GTA. Like, if I want to play a GTA like game, I'll just go play GTA because they're so good. You know what I mean at that point, but I I it, I did chuckle at this. It's funny because he actually said Vince Gilligan said I don't want to have like a, a a bad game made just to take advantage of the Breaking Bad name, which I was like, yeah. ooh, good respect that. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know how you could put it in the vein of GTA and really do justice to the show, which I. 
full full disclosure haven't seen um i've seen like the first two episodes Shame. i've seen a lot of stuff on it Shame. i know and <laughs> I, I was know. just talking to paul about it this Burn week too. he was like you gotta watch it i was like i'll watch it tonight and then i ended up watching something with my kids instead but but knowing what i know about the show like the the whole world of gta like how do you put breaking bad into a world like that i just don't think it'd be the same game as the show you wouldn't have the same feeling or message i just don't think it would work so i like what gilligan said when he said we don't want to make a bad game just to capitalize on the rights of the of the franchise and make a game. That being said, I would like the either or decision on I'm angry. Do I throw this pizza on the roof or do I not throw this pizza on the roof? <laughs> you would have to incorporate a quest for aiming the yeah. pizza on the roof <laughs> yep. and getting it to stay. Yeah, you know, as much as I love Breaking Bad, I had the exact same reaction, which was this would not make any sense in a GTA kind of setting. There's hardly any guns in Breaking Bad. There's actually not a whole lot of action, even though it's a very thrilling series. The tension is always people having information about Walt. And are they going to find this out? Are they going to tell Skyler? Are they going to go to the cops? And none of that would fit in GTA at all. Like The action sequences I can think of involve throwing a bag of certain kind of powder that you throw on the ground and it explodes. Like that's one scene in a couple seasons. You're not regularly shooting anyone or even a lot of driving in Breaking Bad wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. And you'd be in Albuquerque. It'd be kind of boring driving around Albuquerque compared to like Vice City. I absolutely think that if you were to gonna, if you were going to put Breaking Bad in any Rockstar game, you'd want to put it not in the timeline, but in the game style of L.A. Noir instead, where that you're more, more sense, inquisitive, asking of. questions, something like that. See, kind of, I yeah, but not it, in the thirties. I would view it more as like this is a like a building sim, but it's like a drug empire sim. <laughs> like honestly, nice. that's the only way I could see yeah. a Breaking Bad game work. Like honestly, is like you know, hey, I'm trying to build my distribution network and my supply network I, 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 that's the only way i could see that working it's it's civilization seven heisenberg right yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've just hired badger and skinny pete <laughs> they're gonna go out and grow your empire Wait, are we on to something Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> could be uh, uh gilligan I, I, I trade i trademark yeah. this idea i trademark it <laughs> do you guys remember in high school on the graphing calculators how you could download games there was a game that's almost exactly what you're describing josh but it was fully text-based where on you a would build your little illicit empire. My game sounds terrible now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, last story of the week. And unfortunately, it's sad news for me and Josh. Cue, cue that uh, sad music, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Sad music. The violins can kick in. <laughs> uh, how do you pronounce the the developer? Is it is it Eidos Montreal I, I've or Eidos? Said, I've always said Eidos. I've always said Eidos as well. I think it's Eidos. We have consensus. Okay. That's what it is now officially one way or another. So Eidos Montreal has had the Dusex series on pause since 2016. So six years is already kind of a long time to not have another Dusex. The reason they were taken off that project or that series was to make room for Marvel's Avengers. So this is like a double crime. Yeah, Yeah. Cue fart noise. And they have still not yet started to develop a new Dusex Games. And to make matters even more worse, they are being bought out by Embracer Group, who has already said that they're interested in remasters and remakes of Dusex. So I think we might end up with a 10 plus year gap since the last game, which was Mankind Divided. 
Hey guys, I got a great idea. Instead of making new games that would be great, let's just remake <laughs> the old games that were great Cash because in. we have no innovation anymore. I'll say this. I love the Deuce X series. The original Deuce X is one of those games that actually fostered my love of video games when I was younger. It's one of the best games that I've ever played. Now, again, will not hold up to this day and age, but man, was it incredible for a young Josh to play. Um, the sequels are fine. They're good. Um, you know, they're thoroughly enjoyable. I've played both of them. It's an amazing series. And I really am sad that they're not taking that somewhere, you know, it, 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 like in the future. It just, it really makes me sad because Adam Jensen, the Deuce X universe, the gameplay styles. I mean, this is what cyberpunk was, was born out of, uh, without yep. all the bugs, the ideas and all the great cities and the cyberpunk stuff and stuff like that. If you've ever played, implants, yeah, all st- that. stealth options, hacking options, you know, freedom of choice, these dishonored type games where you can approach something from 10 different avenues and try to go about it the way that you want to go about it. That all came from Deuce X. There was nobody that did it before them in that regard or did it better. And so to see the series just fall into oblivion really sucks. It's just a bummer that, you know, like you said, more and more money feeding the machine of of just like things like Marvel. Like we need a Guardians of the Galaxy game because Marvel will swallow up the whole universe. And things like this, which were really good IPs, don't get sequels they get remakes like everything else nowadays i think here's my hot take on this i think that they're really putting the game on pause because they can't find a way to make cool enough looking glasses for these guys to wear sunglasses (laughs) in a future setting they're like these ones are outdated we can't make new ones so we gotta wait (laughs) they do have sweet sunglasses in the do sex series so yeah go ahead and cue taps here for do sex it's gonna be a minute before we have it again Josh looks very sad. I've I've, yeah. ha- I've never seen Josh frown that much. Right. <laughs> Why are they gonna do that to me, man? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to end on a sad, sour note here, but you know that's that's all that we had to cover here this week, guys. We want to say thank you to everyone out there for listening to this episode. We appreciate and love you all. As a reminder, please check out MultiplayerSquad.com to support us on Patreon to unlock those Squadcast episodes. And as always, we'll have a quick take episode this Saturday, and then we will be back on Monday for a deep dive episode. You guys want to tell them what game we're covering? Bro Force! <laughs> Bro Force! <laughs> Area liberated. Yep, we're going to be talking about Bro Force, guys. We'll have that for you next Monday. So happy gaming, everybody. Until next time. Happy gaming. <laughs> I was wondering, you, you, I, I you talked yourself into a corner right there, and I was like, yes. where's Paul going to go with this? Allow myself to introduce myself. <laughs> myself. Oh, man. As always, guys, remember to follow us on all socials at Multiplayer Pod, as long as all socials are only Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> yes. yes. Cheers, all. All right. See you next time. See Bye. everybody. <laughs>